laid up. Or would you be right now? You'd still be staying home laid up, huh? Yeah. When you come out here to the hospital, God can heal you. Anybody got a testimony real quick today? Besides Wendy? Oh, go, you can go, go ahead. Go again. Yeah, he helped me. I ain't no pain. No, I feel no pinch in my back now. That's awesome. He's a wonderful Lord. Yes. That is awesome. That, that's a miracle. Yeah. Anyone else have a testimony? Got even another rainbow this week. Oh.
that's my personality kind of, to be a little bit over the top, maybe a little Amen. bit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and God showed me that instead of coming at you like that, I need to be coming more with love. And, and, and talking to you about being sold out. And what we can be doing to be sold out. Question myself, if I'm all the way sold out last night. Am I doing everything that I could be doing to come to God? To get closer to God. You see, God has a plan for each and every one of us. Yeah. It says he chose us to be in a relationship with him even before he formed the earth. It's done. He has it all planned out. It's all laid out there in front of us. But if he gave us the whole plan right off the bat, you see, he called me to preach. The first time when he called me to preach, he said, you're going to preach. That's the only words there was. You're going to preach. That's all he said. You're going to preach. And it freaked me out. I ran for five years. I had to have more confirmation than people tell me. Things that no one else could have possibly known except it was from God. I had to have people tell me things like this. Two or three people told me these things. The spirit was so heavy when, in, the, in the chair on me last night. And I realized, you know, God has a plan for each and every one of us in here. And we can try to do these things on our own or we can rely on him. We can turn to him. Amen. That's the way it's going to be. You see, if I, if, I, if I look at the things I can do at my works, these are things I'm going to do in the future. I'm going to do. If I look at God's grace, it's done. Right. He's already done it. Jesus already died on the cross Amen. for my sins. It's already done. This plan is completed. All I have to do is have enough faith to step out in where he tells me to step out at. Yeah. So I come before you today and ask you, are you doing everything that you can do? Am I doing everything that I can do to step out in God's plan for my life? To step out in God's plan for this church? You see, he gave it to me in stages. First, he said, you're going to preach. I ran for five years. Next, he said, you're going to be a pastor. He gave it to me through me. He told me, oh, no, no, no. He told my wife. I believe he even gave Katie a dream or something about it. But it came from several sources, you see. It came from another man who prophesied on my life that didn't know me from Adam. Then he told me where I was going to pastor at. See, he gives it to you in some stages. You may not know exactly what you're going to do today, Greenwood, but you know something of it. You know, when God calls us up here to this altar, or wherever we get saved at, at first we don't know a lot about it. We may not know a whole lot about God. We know that he's touched us. He's reached out and touched us. He's called us. He's convicted us. He's convinced us that he's real. For without his Holy Spirit convincing you that he's real, me standing up here telling you this story today would sound like a fairy tale. Yeah. I may as well stand up here and... No kids in here, right? I may as well stand up here and tell you about Santa Claus. You're not going to believe me without the Holy Spirit convincing you, convicting you, and drawing you in. You know nothing more than that when you're first saved as a, as a, as a little baby. You're no more than a little baby, spiritually, at that point. And we don't know any more than that until we step out in what he's gave us. And when he gives us a little more, we step out in that again. That's what being sold out is, folks. We don't go all the way in one day. We may go as all the way as far as we can. I may reach as far as I can for this day. You see, I'm trying to reach out as far as I can and be a pastor because that's what God told me I'm supposed to do. But I believe there's more to it than that. I believe there's going to be this place is going to be packed out. Do you know there's probably 50 more chairs in the basement that are going to come up here and be filled up? We'll have to have a couple services. Amen. And I'm not saying this to say wishful thinking. These are visions I've had of this place. This is what God showed me of this place. Do you think if God would have showed me that right off the bat? Hey, you're going to go back to your hometown in front of the people that you used to party with, and you're going to pastor them, and you're going to try to talk to them about how, how their lives are going, and, and some of you don't know what pastoring entails. You hear all the all the stuff on everything. A lot of times, you know, people come to you with whatever. Uh, if God would have told me all this, and this place is going to be overflowing, it's not going to 
be able to contain the people that are going to come in here. And you're going to stand up here and you're going to preach to them. That, <laughs> really? Do you think I would have done it? I would have, pro- I, I would have had to do it because it says God's calling without repentance. But I would have ran harder away from him. And I would have probably caused more damage and screwed up more stuff. That's probably not a good word to use in church. I would have messed up more church, more stuff than I did just by him saying, you're going to preach. Think about this. I'm not just talking about me today. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about all of us. I'm opening my life so you can see what I'm talking about. He said some things to you. He called us all in. We're all saved that are sitting in this room. Are we not? Yeah. Has he spoke to you? You know that little still small voice. Oh, yeah. He said things to us. Are we stepping out in those things? Are we doing everything we can do to step into God's calling? Are we doing our job? Are we doing our part? You see, uh, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Revelation 3.16 is my first scripture today. Revelation 3.16, I'm going to keep it pretty simple in the scripture today. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. This is Jesus talking. Jesus says this to John to write down the book. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Some translations say vomit. He's going to cast us out, basically, is what they're saying here. Now, when you're cold, when you're cold, what's cold mean? Spiritually, they're talking about here. When you're cold, it's when you're sitting back here, it's before you know God, before you know who Jesus is, before he convicts you, before he touches you and convinces you and shows you that he's the one true God. You're cold. You're spiritually dead. That's what he's talking about there, cold. Because you're neither cold... Or you're hot. What were you like when you came to this altar and you got saved the first time? Or when you did it in your car or in the shower or wherever you were at when you got saved the first time? You were on fire. Yeah. The Greek word for hot says to boil. You're boiling hot. You're boiling over. You're zillions. You're excited. What can I do today? Who am I going to tell about this? How many people have we invited in lately? We lose that after a little while. We lose that. We're hot. So when we go from cold, then we go to hot. How do we get to lukewarm? You don't start out lukewarm. You weren't lukewarm when you were spiritually dead. You didn't stop at lukewarm before you got hot. Right? Does this make sense? You didn't stop there on the way by. Oh, I think I'll just get a little bit of it, and, and I, I'll just stay at lukewarm here. No, you got hot. You got zealous for God. Yeah. Then you wavered a little bit. You got off track a little bit. You didn't stay in God's plan. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. Not just you. We all do it. I'm not preaching down to anyone. I don't mean to come across that way. We all do it. I've done it. I've messed up. Step off track. We've got to get back on that track. We've got to continue to be sold out. We've got to continue to be given everything we can to live out our life the way we're supposed to do it for God. To touch the people that we're supposed to do for God. Just like our sister just testified. We need to get these children in here. We need to get the people in here. My sister, she's not here so I can talk about her a little bit. She, she, I mean, I love my sister, but she's lost. She's dying, and she, we're, all, we're all dying. We're all going to die. She's going to hell. Yeah. If, the, if something doesn't change, she's going to hell. How is she going to get that if not for me? How is your family going to get that if not for you? If we don't tell them what God's done for us, how are they going to get that? Yeah. Our children. Look at these little children. How are they going to get it if we don't raise them up in it? If something doesn't change, something has to break. We have to get on fire, church. Yeah. Amen. We should be singing these songs. When we see these songs about turning everything over to God, that should excite us. We should be zealous. Who can I talk to today about my Lord? Who can I get to come in today and be saved? Saved is not a light thing, people. This is huge. It's life-changing. Yeah. 
This alters the face of the earth when people get saved. You understand that? Amen. So are we hot or are we cold? Where are you at today? Where am I at today? Now, I know I was called to be a preacher and sitting in this chair last night. I, I got checked. I even questioned for a minute, is it, is it the devil trying to tell me that I'm not good enough? But it wasn't that I'm not good enough. I just need to make sure that I'm continually reaching in the programs that we set in place or things that we do. I need to make sure that I'm doing my best all the time to serve God in the calling that I have. Maybe your calling is not to be a pastor. Maybe your calling is to be a Sunday school teacher, a singer. You know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's to testify to people. Do your best. Yeah. Be hot. Be on fire for God. Do everything you can do. Maybe you don't have a calling for necessarily something like that. Maybe yours is to talk to the kids outside here at, at, at the junior high. I don't know what your calling is. God can only tell you what your calling is. You can get revela- or you can get a confirmation. confirmation from me or from someone else. But don't let me tell you what your calling is because that's not of God. God has to tell you what that calling is. Acts 4.32. I'm reading from the NIV on this scripture today. <clears throat> Acts 4.32 talks about the early church. Um, Luke wrote this. Um, <clears throat> let me lead you up to what was happening here to start with. This was after they had the upper room experience, right? And, and for Acts 1.8 had the upper room experience. Or actually 1.8 said there will be come upon you. Then they had the upper room experience after this. Then they kept seeking God. They kept searching for God. These these disciples, they were on fire for God. You look at how Peter was before he got filled with the Holy Ghost. He was kind of a limp noodle a little bit. Right? Everybody agree with that? He he didn't really stand out. But after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he he stood up to people. He preached God's word boldly. This is what was going on at this time here. It says in uh, one of these scriptures right in here, I can't remember where it was at exactly, but people would bring the lame and the sick out and line them up in the streets Hoping that when Peter walked by, his shadow would fall on people and they'd be healed just by his shadow falling on them. That's on fire for God. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Peter was on fire. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. It says here in uh, 30, verse 32, all the believers were one in heart and mind. You get that? heart and mind, their, their whole insides, everything they were, their mind, what they thought, they were in one mind and one accord, just like where they were in the upper room, right? Yeah. Just like what we're trying to get this church to be by having all these game nights and this and that, whatever. It's about having a good time, folks, but it's about getting us all together yeah. and forming one body. That's why it's important that everyone comes out to it. I know we ask you to bring some things sometimes or whatever, but it's not to try to get something out of you. It's just a supply for what we're doing. But it's about bringing this church body together and making us, getting us all in one mind and one accord and forming bonds that, that the devil can't break. It goes on to say, no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own. You catch that? No one claimed anything was his own. They, they shared everything in common, it says. It goes on to say, but they shared everything they had. They were satisfied with the joy, the peace, the excitement that God gave them. Yeah. Think about that. Bring me, come on out and get my vet today. Take it, do what you want to do with it, buddy. Bring it back. I'm going to come over and borrow something from you later. But it, they, they claimed everything like that. They didn't claim it as their own anymore. I'm not telling you to give up all your stuff. I was kidding, Greenwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you to, come, to give up all your stuff, but I'm saying this is how in fire they were with God. They really believed in God's promises. They believed that God was going to provide for them. You get that? Yeah. When I talk about faith today, what do you have faith in? What do you have faith in? Think about that. It's not that I have faith that my faith is going to move a mountain. It's not that at all. 
It's that I have faith that I'm reaching out to touch God. And God says, seek him first and all these things will be added unto me. Amen. Matthew 6.33 says that, doesn't he? So these believers, they didn't have to lay claims on all their things and all their possessions. They didn't have to hold on to things because they were putting God first. They were believing in God. They were on fire for God. And can I tell you this? No one, there was no poverty in that day. No one lacked anything that they needed. They might not have everything they wanted, but they didn't need for anything. They were all fed. They were all clothed. They were all housed because the church was doing its job. The church was doing what, what Jesus designed them to do, what God designed them to do. You see, they were stepping out in that plan that he had for them. They may not have known what the whole plan was yet, but they stepped out in what he told them. God's told some of you some things today, and we may not be stepping out at them today. We need to get to that point where we're on fire for God. That can change today. For some of us, it's time to define a relationship. Think about this in terms of a man and a woman for just a minute. Sometimes we need to to define the relationship between a man and a woman. You know, you start off dating. I got some vows I found here. I want to read to you a little bit. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but, but if, you, if you compare them to the spiritual things, you start off between a man and a woman, though. They start off dating. Things get more and more seriously. Pretty soon, one of those people are going to say, hey, where's this going? I want to know what's going on here. You know, how serious are you? What's going on here, right? Yeah. Everybody's had that talk, right? Everybody in the room's probably had that talk. All of us are on different levels for God. All of us are on different levels. How far along we've pushed into it. We can have as much or as little God as we want. We can jump levels faster or slower. We have to keep pressing toward God, though. We have to keep reaching. What are you willing to do to get to that next level? What are you willing to change to get to that next level? We have to be wanting change all the time, right? If we're not wanting change, then we're going to stay where we're at. We're going to eventually fall back. We have to, what are you willing to give up to get to that next level? They gave up all their worldly possessions. They were just giving them out. There was a man named Barnabas that lived in that day. He sold his fields and gave it to the poor. Gave it to the, to the apostles, actually, to be handed out this first hour they seen fit to the needy. What are you willing to give up today? What are you willing to change to get to that next level? Are you content with where you're at? Or we want to be on fire for God. Let me read you these vows real quick. They might be a little bit jumbled up because I wrote them down off the, a book I read. <clears throat> this is wedding vows to someone who may not be ready to make. They're not really wedding vows. But they may, this is a vow to someone who may not. They're getting ready to move in together. They may not be ready to make the big commitment yet. It says, I, John, take you, Mary, to be my cohabitant, to have sex with, to share the bills with, I'll be around while things go good, but I probably won't be if things get tough. Does that sound right? <laughs> if you should get a cold, I'll run to the drugstore for some medicine. If you should get to the point where you can no longer meet my needs, then I'll have to move on. Forsaking many others, I'll be more or less faithful, faithful to you for as long as it feels good to me. Is this what we're saying to God today? Uh-oh. If we should break up, it doesn't mean it wasn't special for me. I commit to live with you for as long as this works out. Is that the commitment the church is willing to give God today? Is that what we're saying to God? I hope not. I hope not. I hope that I never fall in those shoes. I'm not saying that, I mean, I'm not above anything. 
this hit me as well as it should be hitting you right now, I think. When I was sitting back in that chair last night, I wondered about myself. I questioned myself. Am I giving God everything I can give him? Am I reaching out to get to that next level? I asked God, I said a prayer there last night, and asked God, Lord, if there's anything in me that's not pleasing to you, please, Lord, purge it out. Yeah. Burn it out of me right now. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter to me what it is. There's nothing to me more important than to get to the next level with you. Are you willing to do that today? Are you willing to be that serious about it today? Be on fire for God? Be sold out for God? <clears throat> Our God is a consuming fire. He'll help you with these things. He helped me with many things when I came to him. And I'm sure he's going to help me in the future. I know he'll help me in the future because that's who he is. That's what he does. In Moses' day, they had to build a tent. You've all heard the story. I preached here just a while back about God came to Moses in the burning bush, right? But the bush wasn't consumed. That's a miracle right there. Huh? How did that happen? I can't burn a bush and not burn up. I've never seen a scientist do it either, so I'm saying that's, that's beyond the natural realm, so that's, that's a supernatural thing. That's a miracle. Uh, in Moses' day, I believe it was Moses, when they told, God told him to build the tents, the tabernacles that were tents, they had to build an altar in there. They had a, they had a big tent with an inner room in the back of it. Only the priest could go in there, and he had to tie a rope on his leg. If he went in there and he wasn't right with God, he'd fall over dead. They'd have to drag him out by the rope. Those men couldn't go in there. He'd bring in salt, a, a, a goat or whatever they were bringing in there to sacrifice, whatever animal it was, he'd bring it in there and put it on the altar. And the Spirit of God would come in there, and the fire of God would come in there and consume that thing. Right. You think about that. You have a fire so big to burn up a sheep. It's bloody, wet, raw meat. Burns it up. So hot. What happened to the tent? The tent was untouched. The tent didn't smell like smoke, I don't believe. Just like those three Hebrew boys that went in there. Says they came out were unburnt. Didn't even smell like smoke. Think about that. Our God's a consuming fire. He'll, he will purge things out of your life if you ask him to purge them out. Yeah. But he's not going to take things from you. He's a gentleman. He's not going to take things from you that you don't want to give up. That you don't offer up and say, here God take this from me. He's not going to take those things from you unless you ask him to, unless you want him to. Yeah. Unless you're willing to. Are you willing to be sold out for God today? Are you willing to take that thing that's keeping you from moving to the next level and saying, here God, here it is. Purge it out of me. Whatever it is. Is it a person? Is it a thing? What is it for you? For me, I know I get too busy. I get busy a lot. I mean, I have a full-time job. We have kids. We have the churches. It started off being overwhelming. It slowed down some. But that's what it is for me. And I'm not making an excuse. That's where it's at for me. I've got to back up a little bit sometimes and make sure that I'm doing the right thing. I'm just asking you the same thing today. The same thing God checked me on. Take that thing. If it's something that's in the way of you and God, put it out there. Say, here you go, God. Take it from me. It's yours. It says cast all your cares on him because he cares for you, right? Yeah. And I want to push on God, and I want to get to the next level with you. I want to do this. Could we all come to the altar today and pray? If there's anyone who needs anointed with oil, come up here, we'll anoint you. If there, I'd like for everyone to come to the altar today and pray. Lay this thing down, whatever this thing is that's keeping us from the next level. Let's lay it down right here today.